In a world where boredom runs rampant, one podcast and website to bring the tired masses back from the brink of insanity, cannedairpodcast.com. At cannedairpodcast.com, read up on old topics, listen to past episodes, watch movie trailers, read up on the gang, and new movies and video game store. Candarepodcast.com coming this summer, Thursday. You're listening to the Candare Podcast, your sidekick in the quest for knowledge, power, and entertainment. So strap yourselves in and prepare for victory. Welcome to another episode of Canned Air, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Daugherty. I'm Jeff Holcomb. And we are coming back from our holiday off. How'd you guys enjoy your 4th of July? Uh, barbecue and fireworks. That's what I'm talking about. What about you, Jeff? I'm scared. You were scared? There lights in the sky. Loud noises. <laughs> People dancing around naked in the streets. Loud noises! <laughs> are you in Mardi Gras? Where are you? I don't know. I, I did have some beads to throw at people. Oh, well, yeah, good beans. for you. <laughs> Angle beads. Uh, we, we grilled out and uh, watched some fireworks. You jumped on World of Warcraft and watched some fireworks. Oh, I forgot to do that. Oh, they were doing that in Grand Theft Auto V, too. Nah, figures. They had, uh, you could get a, like a rocket launcher that only shoots fireworks up, or you could get something you set down and then walk away from and it shoot way up in the sky and go off. I want to drive in the snow like they did that one day when we had the blizzard. Yeah, the I missed that. Snows. I never did get to do that. No. They did have, the sky looked different in the game, though, like uh, moon and clouds looked awesome. Hmm. I don't know what it was about, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> we got a good show for you today. We're going to be following up with the Transformers out in theaters now. Uh, Predator has made it into the rumor mill. And we're going to be reviewing the comic series Gideon and Sebastian, Predators and Prey uh, by PLB Comics. We'll get to that a little later. First, let's jump into recaps. Recaps! All right, for our first recap, Jack, you had something on Transformers. Transformers 4 is on its way to be the biggest movie of 2014. That blows my mind. Especially after the good one, well, Captain America. That was the best oh, one so yeah. far, I think. That was Maybe it's because they got rid of Shia and they added Marky Mark. Maybe Marky Mark's a bigger draw than Shia. Something like that. But they are right now uh, globally $752.5 million. Jesus. If they make it another $1.25, if they make it to $1.25 it'll make it one of the top grossing of all time, which will put it around... Within the top ten, I think it was. Avatar is still the biggest because it's like $2 billion. How is this Transformer movie going to be any different from the other ones? I mean, not that the other ones were horrible, but they definitely weren't like top grossing great by any means, I don't think. I was on Fandango looking at the critics' review. Well, the reviews. The critics, they they give them terrible reviews. Terrible, like 50% and down. Jesus. Fans, it was hit and miss. That's why I haven't seen it yet. Well, I mean, they're on their fourth one. They must be doing something right, I guess. They plan on doing two more. Really? Yep. I wonder if they'll have Marky Mark as well. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And didn't they still Bender's idea? I mean, I mean, you see Optimus Prime sitting on top of a Dinobot, right? Now, if you think back into an episode of Futurama, Bender was like just a visionary. And if he can go back in time, he would sit on top of a dinosaur, and you just see him do the same pose. <laughs> I don't, did you, you guys remember that? No. no. <laughs> My uh, Diane was watching an episode, and I was just sitting there, and I was like, "Wait a second because you see him like visualizing. The so scene. it's the pose that they ripped off more than anything. I mean, tr- yeah, I mean, fans will sit there and probably like in their heads like, I remember something like that. Maybe I should go see this movie. <laughs> I want to see it see? just to see what the hu- not not because of that, just to see what the hype's about. I don't know. I don't get it. But that part of the scene, just yell out, "I am Bender." Please insert Girder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one thing I hate about those Transformer movies. There's there's always been something about it that's rubbed me the wrong way, and I finally figured out what it was. Was the Transformers' voices when you're watching the movie are always up front and center. There's no depth to them. Like Optimus Prime, say, could be standing 50 yards away on the screenshot, Mm. but when he talks, it still sounds like he's right up on the mic like this. (laughs) I'm like, I hope they don't do that with the turtles. But from the trailer, it looks like they're going to. Probably, yeah. Just I just hate how they're always. Diving and rolling all over, flips everywhere. That drives me nuts. It's like a catamari of car parts just rolling around the city. Like <laughs> the second one was the worst in that aspect because mm. that big fight was just like, what the hell is it? like? I think it was like Starscream was fighting them in New York City or something. That was the third one. What's Shia the third shot one? him in the eye with his little grappling hook. I don't remember, but. It must have been it. And there was that, like, big... Uh, big worm? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that was the third one. <laughs> at some point, you're just like, what am I looking at? It's just like, it's almost <laughs> like uh, static on a TV, you yeah. know? Anyway. It's going by too fast with parts everywhere. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, no. And when is Bumblebee going to get fixed? I what do you mean? No. I don't know, because I could have swore he got his voice back on in one the of first the one. Yeah, it was. At the end of the first one, he got it fixed because he had some kind of weird British accent. And then back on really into the second one, he's back to the. Burp, 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 burp. He was that way in the third one too. Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a shame. I know when uh, the PlayStation game came out for was it PS2 for the first movie, there was a comic that came in the beat then that had like a prequel to how he lost his voice. I can't remember what it was though. What? Yeah, it was pretty neat. I like those little side stories like yeah. that. Alrighty, well, good for you, Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> More power to you. Alrighty, I've got a little recap on uh, the death of Wolverine. That's, when is that happening? That's happening right now. I've got one of them. Really? Yep, I got the first issue of the, the however many there are. Well, starting in October 2014, it's going to be a seven-part series coming out called, uh, let me see, Death of Wolverine Legacy Series. And it's supposed to be... I, at least what I got from this is... Uh, is it like you, the Night Owl Legacy series where it's part the best parts of... Well, I think you get to see... <laughs> months to die. Like the cover I saw like had all the different... I think it had like his son, his daughter, like all the different people he has inspired or created inadvertently. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... Whoopses. Yeah. I don't know. I, like his, wasn't his son the one who had like the, the two blades that came out of his hand? And, yeah, he had uh, the curse blades. Yeah, I very I remember very little about it, oh. but uh, it was all those characters on the front, like other people like him that have tried to kill him. Like there was a, I don't know who this character was. Some it looked just like Wolverine, but it was like all blue and black costume. Any mm-hmm. ideas? No, I don't know. It looked good though, 
And uh, issues one through three are going to be out in October. Issues four and five, November. Six and seven are going to be in December. But here's the thing about them. Each one, it's not it's not all being done by the same person. Each issue is done by a different writer and artist. Hmm. So you're going to get all kinds of different artwork and uh, writing. It'll, it'll be good. I so can't that, wait It sounds it. like it'll pick up right after the Death of Wolverine. Yeah. Because that ends in September, I believe it is. What number's out right now? Eight, I think that's the and first it happens one. Of it. In nine, was it? Or? Eight, nine, and ten, because it's three months to die, but it's not taking place over three months, I believe. I need to get my ass in gear. I don't want to watch him die. Although he did die already, go to hell. And... Yeah, they've all died a yeah. number of times and have come back. I mean, I've got uh, I've got books down there in my collection of when Captain America was shot dead, and he's still out fighting today. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> so. Anyway, amazing. So look forward to that in your local comic book stores. That's going to do it for recaps. Recap it. All right, so let's jump over to the rumor mill. The rumors can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. yeah. The rumors. The only thing I've got for the rumor mill this week is something I actually found a couple weeks ago. But, you know, we haven't obviously been doing the show for a few weeks because of the Fritz the Night Owl interview, which was awesome. If mm-hmm. you guys haven't heard it yet, listen to it. We'll touch a little bit more on that before yeah. we end the episode. But, uh, yeah, I had found that there was going to be a Predator reboot. and But, like I said, that was two weeks ago I found it. So I wanted to just make sure that information was still valid mm-hmm. yesterday before we set it on I here. I believe it is, though. It is, kind of. It's not going to be a reboot now. It's going to be a sequel. But the question is a sequel to what? Because Predator already has how many sequels? Yeah, it's all been continuations, kind of. Right. The first one was really good. I, I mean... Bring back Danny Glover. No, please don't. <laughs> that one in New York was so bad. <laughs> I love Danny Glover, but yeah. that movie was bad. <laughs> that was so bad. So maybe they're like trying, instead of rebooting the original movie, which was already awesome, they're just making a like a split line, like a... A new sequel to replace the Danny Glover one because it wasn't that great. <laughs> you know the the director, writer that's writing it or directed it. He was in the first Predator. Really? Mm-hmm. Like one of the soldiers out in the? Yeah, he was a little skinny guy with glasses. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, I saw a picture. I was like, get out! That's him. That's oh. the guy that likes to make snow movies and Christmas. I just, I just <laughs> wait. Snow movies and Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah, he directed <laughs> Iron Man three. Oh, so that's his big thing. Is okay. it's always around Christmas time. What do you think of the uh, the human hero type character? Did they say? No. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's even thought out of what's <laughs> happening. Bring yeah, back Arnold. Just, oh God. Let's hope not. <laughs> that just was the mud back onto him because we don't see anything. <laughs> I just I just picture him uh, covered in mud, lighting that fire, like where are you? Or whatever he screamed. That was so awesome. I watched that not too long ago, and that it still holds up. Yeah, I mean, it, it, does. Lo- it looks dated, definitely, but it still holds up. Don't remake it. Wow, that minigun! Oh, I love that part when they when they leveled that whole section of woods. Yeah, there, yeah that, that was when Matt gets his arm shot off. Oh yeah, that and then, then nice they had that uh, that like prisoner of war girl with them or something. Yeah, yeah, she's the only survivor out of that camp that they found. Alrighty, anything else from Predator? Not Predator. I got kind of a rumor, but... Light on us. It was a pretty thick one. I told you, I think it was the week before we started the Fritz interviews, that uh, the Avengers that uh, was leaked out, or somebody had mentioned something about the how the ending of the Avengers 2 is going to be. 
and it's going to be Hulk getting shot into space. Oh, man, you're just trying to get me riled up, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not going to be World War Hulk that they're going to end oh. up doing. Just because, uh, what's his name that does the Hulk? He doesn't want to, I guess he doesn't want to do it. Just because it's not, it's going to be, it would be all CG on him. And that, there was uh, quotes of him saying that, you know, it'd be too much CG. It wouldn't be really any Bruce Banner. So why still shoot him off into space? I don't get it. Because they just, they're coming out in August with the Guardians of the Galaxy. So maybe they'll somehow meet up. They just see Hulk floating in space. It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Guardians are cruising by. What's that big green thing? I don't know. But yeah, that was that was the rumor that I had. Man, that story was so good too. They should do it. It sounds so good. You're like, he's getting shot in space. Oh my god, that's definitely it. And yeah. They're like, no, he'll probably team up with the Guardians. How stupid. They don't. <laughs> you've been going to MattDamon.com again, haven't you? <laughs> that's where I, I knew it. I haven't been to that website since then. <laughs> I know something smelled fishy about that. Uh, oh, that's why I was telling him when we were at work the one day about that, and he's like, "You, that was that damn Matt Damon website. You need to quit going to that place." Matt Damon will be the Hulk. <laughs> Oh my god, anyway. <laughs> that'll do it for the rumor mill. Rumors! Can't get away from the rumor mill. Yeah. yeah. Rumors! Alright, and with that, let's jump into our first Ask Dave. His spidey sense is always tingling. It's Ask Dave. What makes you smile? A lot of things, Jeremy. What's what's uh, something the first thing that comes to mind? Well, this I guess looking in the mirror, maybe that might make me laugh. <laughs> I made another day. <laughs> this has been asked Dave. If you have a question for Dave, go to candidpodcast.com and send him a question. All right, another ask Dave. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and people like me. <laughs> Stuart Smalley. Yeah. Oh, he always smiled when he looked in the mirror. Yeah. Wow. Stuart. I think he had a perma smile, though. <laughs> yeah, Never he really not it, smile. His smile was almost a Joker smile. What, yeah. what was that? What was his name? Stuart Smalley. No, like the real actor. Oh, uh, oh God, I can't. It hit me too fast. Matt Damon. No. <laughs> people like me. <laughs> Oh, I can't think of what his name is. He's like a senator now, or he's he's in really the public eye. Yeah, he's been. That's for a why while. he just dropped off the acting map, or no, he left SNL because he was a writer for a while. What the hell was his name? I want to say Frank, but I don't think that's right. Frankie. Yeah, we'll just call him Frank for yeah. now. Frank, aka Stewart, that guy. <laughs> With that, let's jump into real world heroes. Okay, our hero this week is Jim Sherman. And this this event happened in 2006. So it's Terminator. This this guy was blind from birth and uh, he helped his 84-year-old neighbor Annie Smith from her burning home. A blind guy what? helped a woman out of her burning home. Uh, the woman who like I said was 84 had suffered a stroke 4 weeks earlier. And had been having trouble walking, so... Because, I mean, I think people were saying, well, why didn't she just walk out of the house? But she couldn't, yeah. you know? Um, but I guess they shared a baby monitor between the two houses, because while the... the while the Excuse me, while Anne's daughter, Deborah, I believe her name was, 
yes, was off to work. They left a baby monitor, so she needed help. She could call over to cool. uh, Jim. But anyway, uh, he was coming back from a walk and heard on the baby monitor, house is on fire, I need help. He followed the fence to the front of the house, followed the uh, walkway up to the front door and went in and got her and let her out by her hands. Isn't that crazy? Real life there, devil. I was about to say that. <laughs> That's, That's, all. Yeah. That's all. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> the end. <laughs> The daughter of uh, Anne, Annie, Deborah, had left for work only 45 minutes before the house was engulfed in flames. I guess it was like an electrical problem upstairs or something. But, yeah, mm-hmm. how, how quickly your house can go up. Yeah, really. And we don't all have uh, heroes next door, so... <laughs> I just Jim, got a drunk old man living next to me. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Dave living next to me. He'd probably be all right. Yeah, he's a good neighbor. Yeah. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> Spider balls. <laughs> they whip out the spider balls but at first. He'll look in the mirror and smile. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but can, I can't imagine being a uh, blind, you know, being blind and still going into a burning house. I mean, how would you know where the fire is until you were burning? Yeah, yeah, really. So for that, Jim Sherman, you make it on our wall of justice. In the hall of heroes. All right, you guys want to talk some comics now? Sure. All right, let's talk some comics. What do you got there, Jaggery? I've got caught up on the Guardian series. Oh, the current one? Yeah. Yep. How's that? It's pretty good. Shit's going down right now. Like, I started off because there was an event with uh, the all-new X-Men and the Guardians. There was a crossover Mm -hmm. called the Trial Trial of Jean Grey. Well, that ended. And then Free Comic Book Day came around, and that's pretty much where I've been left off for a little bit. Okay. So I read the Free Comic Day book that brought uh, Agent Venom into the, the that's mix. That's exactly what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So that, that is played into the main story. Venom yep. is with them. How's yep. that? That's pretty cool. The, the, the next issue, him and uh, Drax are walking around on a planet trying to find him some weapons, some real weapons, because all he's carrying mm-hmm. is his, his regular machine guns. And everyone's looking at him funny because they're all like, look, it's a symbiote. Right. So they'd never seen it. I Under guess they, control. Yeah. Right. And, uh, but the end of the, the end of the, they're just on the planet, just kind of tooling around. And all of a sudden, pretty much everyone in the team has been taken over by, or kidnapped by a different alien race. Wow. So right now, that's, they're trying to figure that part out. I'm really anxious to see. Well, one, you know, with this whole, uh, Flash Gordon, Venom, Agent Venom thing that eventually he's going to lose his grasp on this. Flash Gordon. Or not Flash Gordon, oh, Flash Thompson. <laughs> Damn copyright. I'd love to put that in right now. Love that song. I do too. I would love to put that in here. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Damn Queen. But yeah, Flash Thompson. Mm. Queen's awesome. I love yeah. Queen. Um, you know he's going to lose control of this sooner or later and Mm -hmm. it's going to come back into the spider-man universe which i'm kind of excited about because uh i think we pointed out before spider-man when he got his body his consciousness back from otto octavius from the superior spider-man had just learned from captain america that venom oh yeah that's right was out in space with the uh guardians and he's like and you didn't tell me you know like spider-man knows he's a ticking time bomb well stark when he was talking to flash he was like here and gave him something. He's like, you know, if it symbiote gets out of control, use yeah. this. And I, I have yet to see what it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, do you know the history on the uh, symbiote right now? Is it like some kind of sound wave sonic thing? 
the throw it off of him. Well, they found out that so you don't give into the madness, you actually have to remove the symbiote for a while. So he would be able to take it off at night when he goes to sleep and whatnot and then put it back on during the day. Mm. Um, from what I've seen, he's lost control a couple of times. Oh, really? Rage. Yeah, it was like rage or something's going on. He's going crazy and he'll just go... I'll let you guys borrow it. I think it was called uh, The Full Circle. It had a Ghost Rider in it. The Red Hulk was in it. Was this like some kind of like a... Oh, I remember seeing a picture where they were standing like in a... Uh, was Deadpool there? No. No, never mind. There was like a backward, like an evil Fantastic Four or Avengers or something where like Red Hulk, Ghost Rider, Deadpool. It's not the new Thunderbolts, is it? No, no. What you're thinking was uh, part two to the one that I have. Well, they're like on the cover, they showed them all like standing on the pentagram or something. Yeah, yeah. It looked sweet, but I'd never read it. Yeah, with that one, you could see him like start to lose rage in the very beginning. Really? Just because of like uh, he's getting threatened right now in hmm. that book. So. Before this is before uh, obviously the uh, the gauntlet or Infinity of the Galaxy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the, gauntlet. <laughs> the gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. It was during that time, and it it actually had the coolest scene in that book, which made me pick it up. Was they were fighting? Um, oh, I can't remember his name. I want to say he was the villain for uh, Ghost Rider. Starts with the M. Oh, I don't have any idea. I'm not that about? not that familiar with Mephisto Ghost Rider's enemies. Like that. Um, Mephisto? Mephisto is a character, yeah. yeah. He's I like think a... it was him. I can't remember offhand. It was a while <clears> back when I read this. But they were fighting him, and then they needed a little bit more power. So the symbiont flew off, right? Off of the uh, Flash at that point. And the Ghost Rider spirit couldn't go into the current Ghost Rider, which was this girl. I forgot her name. Because she was a girl before the new Rider. Mm-hmm. And it flew off, and they all combined to the Red Hulk. So what? you had, yeah, you had the Red Hulk, you had the symbiont, and then you had Ghost Rider, and they're all this all combined person. And it was the craziest yeah, like looking image. Venom Ghost Rider Hulk. Yeah, where would you even start to design that, <laughs> I man? Jeez, <laughs> it was it was nuts. Like I guess you just see this Hulk and body, and he's got the venom, and he's got the jaw. You know, that comes down. Mm-hmm. So it was a tiny little head, but this jaw was coming out, and he's on fire. <laughs> what the heck? That sounds sick as shit. Yeah, I got to show you the photo, but... Yes, I got to see. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was a very good... I mean, even if you don't know what's really going on, just picking that up to read it. Sure. You know, it's worth it. I would read that for sure. Mm-hmm. The only... I wish I would have uh, started with the Venom series earlier, but I didn't know what it was about. I had no idea it was Flash Thompson. I love that he has no legs, too, and yeah. the Venom mm-hmm. suit. Gives him legs. That was the best part in that the free comic day book because Rocket's yeah. like, uh, you don't have any legs. And then Tony Stark's like, show him your business. And He's all like, of a sudden he just up. covers up in the, the symbiote and he's standing there. They're like, hmm. Okay. Jax is like, I've never <laughs> seen a symbiote like this before. I like the way he looks, actually, the Flash Thompson. Looks, oh, yeah, yeah he, he does look cool. sweet. I only got one issue. I mean, maybe it was on free comic book day when we went downtown to what is it comic town or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, oh yeah you got that flash book or the the venom agent venom book was that where it was yep yeah you let me borrow it well the one scene in there he was uh <laughs> i don't know what it was doing like fighting some villains or criminals or something but he took the venom suit and put it into and like a rusted out abandoned car with no tires like sitting in the alley and the next scene is this car 
wearing the Venom suit. Like the hood's open with the big sharp razor teeth and like what? the white eyes are stretched across the windshield. It looks cool. That's, that sounds cool, actually. Remember the uh, Ghostbuster toys when you were a kid? Uh, how like one was like a football player and when you put him down and like on all fours, his back opened up into like a big, big jaw. Oh, yeah. 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 It kind of reminded me of that. It had that great big like uh, veiny pointed tongue like all like a little slide yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly wow, i haven't seen that in years <laughs> neither have i i just thought about those figurines the other day you'd squeeze their legs and they all do something different yeah holy sh anyway i got way <laughs> off track there <laughs> wow i'm gonna have to start following up on this venom series a little bit more and guardians because i'm anxious to see how that in eventually comes back to earth and captain marvel she's been in it a little bit she hasn't been in the last couple of issues but i have a feeling just the way that the one i finished today ended that she's gonna come in and save the day because hmm. like peter star lord's dad his people kidnapped him because his dad's pissed because he doesn't want anything to do with the family business pretty much mm -hmm. so they're sitting there bringing him to his dad and he's just like fine tell my dad i'll do whatever he wants i'll be the star lord you know blah 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 and his henchmen that are walking with him down this corridor are just like they weren't really getting what he was saying or they had ulterior motives so he ends up beating the hell out of him, jumps out of this window, and that's it. It's mm. like in a skyscraper, you just see crash, and he's just in midair. So I think Captain Marvel's going to swoop in on him. Wow. That's to look forward to. Mm -hmm. All righty. What about you, Jeffrey? Mm. Don't really have too much to think about. I guess one that I read back in the past was Fables. I always talk about that. Fable. I've heard a little you bit about that one before. Yeah, I mean, it's got a very, very <clears throat> slow start to me. This is my opinion. You know, a lot of people love it, but I, it, it just seemed like one of those detective comics in the very beginning because it was. What's it about? I don't even know what it's about. Um, Fables is basically think of all your fairy tales, and this is way before that show. Once upon a time, I was, was going to say way like... before. <laughs> <laughs> um, something happened in their home world where they needed to come to our world, which is a calls. I remember you talking about this. I'm sorry, continue. No, no, you're fine, you're fine. It's, um, they call it the mundane, I think it was called. Like the, the you're saying world. the muns or something like that? Yeah. And uh, basically they're living amongst men. Now, if you got special privileges, you were able to buy like a human form because a lot of your fables, you know, like you got Humpty Dumpty, you got the three little pigs. Some of the three little pigs actually were able to take up a human form except for like a couple of them, you know, mm -hmm. just because they didn't afford it. But the big bad wolf is the main, one of my favorite characters in the in the comic series because you don't know who he is at first, you know. You kind of get a hint because everyone hates this guy, but you find out that he's the detective, the lead detective, or basically the sheriff of this world, and he's trying to keep law. And you're just kind of following him for the first couple of issues. Okay. Then it gets really crazy because something starts peeking over from their world, and that's when the whole story like starts to pick up. So you start learning like who the main villain was like you don't know really why they had to be forced out into the world when you find out you kind of crap yourself because i did not see it coming right <laughs> the tunes are coming from toontown <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was very <laughs> shocking because like out of all the um the evil and good and and like your fairy tales you would think it would be something from there right mm -hmm. i just i can't i don't want to spoil it for people who are going to read it if they do end up reading it because it, it is a huge shock just Crazy. Okay. Damon. <laughs> he comes flying. The out. villain's a huge shocker, you mean? It's, it's a huge shocker. <laughs> I don't know who it is. And then once you see what it is and like his goal and everything, you kind of understand why he did it. But 
at the same time, you're like, you're not agreeing with why he did it. <laughs> kind of like a uh, Walter White scenario from Breaking Bad. Like, you know, he's doing bad shit you don't agree with, but you can kind of relate. Kind of. Kind of, except I would flip that around. <laughs> you can't relate. You but... can't relate to it, but he thinks that it's good, you know. It's for the greater good, like in that movie. <laughs> man, now I'm sitting here trying to think of who this villain is. I'm like, oh man, Rumpelstiltskin. Is it? You would think it would be him too. No. So it's it's a it's a fairy tale character you're not expecting to be the villain, right? The Muffin Man. <laughs> no, no, he's in it though. The Muffin he, Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the Prince of Drury Lane. <laughs> <laughs> it does it does get crazy this whole story. And you start to, like, love characters in it. Like, eventually you'll start learning, like... The janitor was my favorite, and I didn't know who he was for the longest time. Again, I can't really spoil it, but he was... He was kind of unexpected, because he's the ugliest-looking dude in this, in this comic. And he's just the janitor, but he's the coolest at the same time. <laughs> wow. The but, schnitzel uh, man? You've got me really intrigued, I Yeah, no, say. it's it's very, very interesting. What's even cooler is, like, they'll start giving you... Once you get your heroes and you love the story, they'll do flashbacks, like, how long they've actually been in our world. Like, um, the main character, like I told you, was the big bad wolf, basically. He was actually in World War II and all that stuff, and you see him fighting the front lines. Um, when it got down to it, like, he'll transform into his wolf form and start helping out. Hmm. And yeah, it was just it was crazy when he was chewing up Nazis and everything. <laughs> wow, very but, cool. I'm yeah. gonna have to check that out. You know, I think Brooke might like that too. Possibly a Christmas idea. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> fables then. Fables. <laughs> they have the hardback. It's really nice. Find hmm. it at your local comic store. Oh yeah. All right. Very cool. I'm intrigued by both of your guys' uh, bringings this week. I want to read them. Um, I'm the only thing I have this week to talk about, and I've talked to you guys about it before, and I've mentioned it on the show is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle series currently being done by IDW, and it's kind of a different take on the turtle story that everyone knows, where you know, four baby turtles are in the sewer, a truck comes by and drops a canister, all a big happy accident. Mm-hmm. And in this series, it's not like that at all. It's uh, Splinter. And his, or excuse me, Hamato Yoshi and his wife, I don't remember her name, and their four sons in like ancient Japan were a family. And, uh, you know, Rokosaki loved her too, and it made a big war between them. Uh, you know, that part we already know, but the Shredder killed off their mother, Splinter's wife, and then in front of uh, Splinter or Hamato Yoshi, I gotta say Hamato Yoshi, beheads the four sons right in oh. front of him. And right before he himself is beheaded, says, you know, one way, shape, or form, he says some kind of a prayer that, you know, let me have my revenge. And years later, in, like, TCRI labs, there's April O'Neil, who's working as a lab assistant, has all these different lab animals, one of them being a rat, four of them being turtles, one a cat, um, one a snapping turtle, which you can kind of tell who some Mm -hmm. of these are going to be. But uh, it's just a whole different take on it. You also you get to see the how the all the red headbands how they go from wearing all red to having the different colors. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, it's definitely worth reading. And one of the thing that got me into the series was just the cover on what issue was that? So it's the same series you've been reading, or are they just kind of revamped all of a sudden? I don't know. It's, it's following the same storylines, like. 
because this is like 25 back here on the shelf and mm -hmm. it has the evil Leonardo on the front. Now I have uh, books from earlier, like the, the thicker paperback books yeah. that have different art in them. I'm still kind of, I still have to research a little bit on that, but it's all following the same story arc. Mm. But uh, the thing that got me intrigued was Shredder taking Leonardo and brainwashing him into thinking that, uh, you know, Splinter, a.k.a. Hamato Yoshi, was the one who killed their mother and that he was never his father. And, you know, for like three issues there, he was a bad guy. He wouldn't, he was Shredder's right-hand man. And uh, I don't know if he actually killed or not. But anyway, the story was amazing. And they stole him back. They unbrainwashed him. Well, coming next month, Evil Leonardo's back, it looks like. Ooh. Yeah, I can't wait. So I if if you're a Turtle fan by any stretch of the imagination, check it out. Um, it's, it's a little bit different take. All the same characters, just a more serious tone to it. Like uh, like Krang, for instance. He's working with Baxter Stockman, getting trying to get Baxter to perfect this mutagen so he can make some kind of army. <coughs> but the whole reason he's doing it, that was me. The <laughs> cheat <laughs> Is to save his, uh, save his race. You know, the whole Krang race is dying off and he's trying to bring them to Earth. So you kind of almost feel a little bit of understanding as to why he's doing everything he's doing. But uh, anyway. When I was in Target the other day, looking at the toys, at the turtle toys, I seen a Krang figure, but he was like in a, just a robot body. Mm -hmm. Was that just from the series? Uh, they, that's know, from the series, yeah. The, the the cartoon that launched the popularity back in the 80s mm -hmm. was so far off nah. from the comic books. <laughs> so far off. You know, there wasn't um, there wasn't a singular, like, Krang. Krang is a race yeah. of all these little brain-like guys. And there's tons of, you know, that's how they all get around. Each of them has, like, a metal body they sit in the stomach of. Mm. But um, it's the Krang who bring on the turtle's origin it's the ooze or some kind of liquid that, that they bring from their world to earth that gets on these turtles and makes them that's how it was in the classic comics and, and on to matt murdoch so he ends up getting powers oh yeah that was a uh like an unofficial <laughs> what was it kevin eastman and uh peter laird were a big daredevil fans and oh, yeah they, i don't remember if it was intentional or not but they kind of made the original origin tie in with the daredevils because the daredevils what was it like a, a canister fell off a truck hit him in the eye yeah, something like yeah blinded like him that. yeah that's crazy and <laughs> then that, that same that does work <laughs> the same stuff that blinded him falls to the sewer mutates everything he just wasn't touching the animal so he didn't turn into nothing yeah why the hell didn't he power. mutate if yeah. that was the case everything <laughs> this stuff touches they mutates into an animal he turned into a daredevil yeah there was blood was the key for perfect. Yeah, maybe Matt Murdock was the he's the key. Maybe. Off a big coincidence. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, if you like the turtles at all, you would love this comic series, so check it out. I strongly advise it. All right, anything else on comics? No. Let's move into our stories then. Uh you had something on Doctor Who? Yes, the new trailer for season eight of Doctor Who has hit the interwebs. Oh yeah, oh, it looks yeah. pretty good. I'm excited. I think this new Doctor Who is going to be a good guy. Who Who's is it? Guy? Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi. Mm -hmm. Is a wall guy. Would I know yeah. him from anything else? Probably not. No. He's a wall guy with kidneys. <laughs> yeah. Do they typically go with unknown 
or lesser known actors for this role or I mean I've never seen like uh, I want to say yeah because a lot of them I mean this is the first time that I've seen Peter before he became the doctor a lot of times you won't see a certain doctor until after they become the doctor like Tom Baker was one Mm -hmm. I think his uh, origin or like what he did before he was like a construction worker and he had an interview and on his break he actually went down to do the interview and became the next doctor really yeah well, Capaldi, he was in one of the, the Eighth Doctor's episodes. The one when, uh, what's the name of that? Yeah, that was the Pompeii one. The Pompe- yeah, the Pompeii. Yeah. He actually saved them, so I don't know, who knows if he's going to somehow bring that back. That would be weird. Like, yeah, I was just living on Pompeii for a little while, and you saved me. I saved myself. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's got some kind of memory issues, though, from the trailer. Yeah. So. Well, because it kind of pushed the limits with him if he's the 13th. Yeah. He's starting from scratch, pretty much, but being in an old body. Maybe they're going with military time. I don't know. I don't know. Season begins on August 23rd <laughs> on the BBC. All you Doctor Who fans, keep a lookout. I know there's a lot of you out there. Gold Clara still there, too. Yeah. He's hot. Yeah. <laughs> Was she the uh, redhead girl that... No. No, no. no. Who no, am I thinking of? You're thinking of Amy Pond? Yeah, Amy Pond. Oh, yeah, that's who you guys were talking about a lot. Amy Amy Pond, Pond, Amy Pond. She's cute. Rory. (laughs) Poor Rory. (laughs) (laughs) All right, anything else on that? Nope, that's it for the Doctor Who. All right, I've got something interesting here I found online. Marty McFly's hoverboard is up for auction in October. Oh, snap. Yeah. Does it work? <laughs> no, it doesn't work. <laughs> Somebody left the batteries in them and they started leaking. So they're all battery corroded now. Yeah. You just got to go back to the future and get one, Jeffrey. <laughs> but uh, they say it's valued between seventeen dollars to $26,000 for a pink plastic Mattel board that doesn't even fucking hover. That was the cheap one that he stole from the kid. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's right. Because Biff had the big... The big beefy ones with the jets on the back. So we're buying a stolen item from a little girl? (laughs) Yep. Always stealing from kids, Michael J. Fox. It's not a good thing to do. Now he's going to sell it. Damn it, Marty. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's uh, it's a big auction happening at London's Westfield Shopping Center this fall. London? Yeah. Yeah, I I would think uh, Marty McFly's hoverboard would demand a bigger auction than something at a shopping center. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell do I know? Uh, This weekend at the 99 cent store. (laughs) (laughs) Be the first to own. Uh, Also being auctioned, the golden ticket from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, man. That's the, I got the old one. Tick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, Arnold's Terminator 2 outfit is being auctioned. The leather jacket and pants. Mm-hmm. But he, he's a short guy, so I mean, even if you, I don't, maybe you wouldn't want to wear him. Just what, buy a mannequin and put him up. What would you do? Yeah, put it behind glass, I guess. I've got Arnold's coat in my closet, you know. Smell it. Ah, <laughs> you still smell it. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> I got his pants too. He's, He's still Austrian. Left on the biker. He, doesn't have, he doesn't wear deodorant. He's still left on the biker too. Yeah, actually, That's multiple. This is all stolen stuff. <laughs> the ticket was thrown away, so he stole trash to get that ticket. <laughs> he did. Wait, what? Where's the coin? Yeah. Remember? 
found the coin in the trash. Yeah, he found the coin and then he took it out and then used that one last coin for his one last chance to buy a gold oh, that's bar. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so that it was had stolen money. But all the people, they, <laughs> they told him that it was. Yeah. And they told yeah. him to run home so someone doesn't steal yeah. it. Hurry, run home, Charlie. Run. <laughs> yep. So England's Marty selling a bunch Terminator. of stolen movie stuff. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Next you're going to have, like, the jewelry from the Ocean's 11 movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Ocean's 12, whatever that was. Uh. Oh, anyway. So, all you big spenders out there, keep an eye out this October. Do a recap of the the event and be like, we can sell nothing because of this podcast. It's <laughs> downplaying. Everything we had is stolen. I don't want to spend this stuff on merchandise. This is all stolen. Those guys at Candare said so. Oh. That's not stolen. It was stolen it's not in the movie. Really stolen. It was stuff that was stolen in the movie. People. <laughs> anyway, they borrowed. Before we drive you all to mental retardation, let's move upon. Or let's move on. See, I'm already. It's already happening. Move we'll upon. Let's move upon. Jack, you had something on Etsy. Yeah, I came across on Etsy.com. There's a. I don't really know who it is. If it's a woman or a man. Or a he-man. Or a she-man. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Etsy.com slash shop slash cherry lime UK. They're making comic book keychains and pendants. Yay. Really? And, How are they doing this? Um, They're cutting out, like, I guess, I don't know if you have to ask them or if you just buy whatever they have on their little shop there. But it's all clippings from comic books. Really? That's scary. Yeah. So you could probably yeah. like <laughs> get a copy or a print of a favorite uh, comic book of yours and send it to them, have them like make it into something. Or I don't know. I was, I was flipping around on the shop and there's all kind of stuff there. So I think they they just make it and post it. I don't know if anything is like I wanted this page out of Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> Put a minute. I want the cover of Original Amazing Fantasy number fifteen. But it looks uh, like it's all cast in resin after, so it's it'll be there for life. They're pretty nice. They're pretty. Uh, inexpensive. The cheapest one I saw was eight seventy six, and the most expensive one was eighteen forty. Wow! But there's all different kind of cool stuff. All reasonably priced. Posted on the the website because if you go to that website, I just told you it's going to bring you to like just a bunch of random keychains, not the superhero ones. Oh, I see. Styley. Well, maybe we can have a link or something up on the website. Yep, I'll throw one on there. That's cool. pretty neat. Cool. Well, we have what's coming up here. San Diego Comic-Con is happening July 24th through the 27th, and we can't go. We're out here on the, well, not on the East Coast, but pretty close to the East Almost Coast. There. Yeah, so it's too far driving. We just don't have the money. But, uh, yeah, it's coming up, and just some of the guests who are going to be there. Neil Adams, uh, artist for Batman, X-Man, and uh, Miss Mystic. I don't know that one. Kevin Eastman himself, the Turtle Man, mm. is going to be there. Uh, Jim Lee. Artists uh, from Justice League and Superman and Jane, just to name a few. There was a whole list of people. That place has got to be insane with people there. Oh, my God. It would be so worth it, though. I'm yeah. not a person to go wade through uh, crowds of people mm-hmm. anymore. I used to like always be at the con- at concerts and whatnot, but uh, usually if there's a huge group of people, I don't want to go there. This, I could get over it for. <laughs> I think next year, me and Mystery are going to try and hit it. Are you? Yeah. That'd be sweet. The whole weekend. That'd be amazing. You have well, you have like uh, the sources out there. You could uh, crash with him, and no, he's like eight hours away. Yeah. <laughs> oh. He's up here in California, and San Diego's down here. Oh, he's yeah, really far way, away. Okay, yeah. we could cross the border and go hang out in Tijuana for a little bit. There, there you go. Maybe 
find Doug Jones. What's that? I could go find Doug Jones down in L.A. Hey, drive up to L.A. from San Diego. Doug, <laughs> I come to California to see you. Brought some mayonnaise. <laughs> runs to his car. And <laughs> <laughs> they found me. The Candef people found me. <laughs> all right. That's all I wanted to say. Um, typically with this Comic-Con, there are tons and tons of new... Uh, like tons of news released and movie yeah. trailers, game news. So I'm sure we'll be getting a whole bunch of that to be telling you folks about. So keep peeled for that information. Bunch of uh, tape videos going on all YouTube all over the place. Or phone phone videos. Oh, people. I was going to say tape videos. Tape videos. <laughs> we got our old reel-to-reel camera out there. Like, <laughs> Fix the tracking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I just wanted to mention that, as if uh, our listeners didn't know already. Anyway, Jack, you had something about shitty parents? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Parents of the year. A young Chinese couple... Couple? Couple? A young Chinese couple (laughs) has been caught selling their two sons to child traffickers to continue their addiction of in-game armor and weapons. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much in-game armor and weapons you could get for a child. I don't know, but it had to be enough that they did it two times. What, wait, wait, wait! They got away with it once, and they're doing it again, and then they got caught, or what? Well, they they did it once, I guess, got away from it, and then got away with it, and then did it again, but this time got in trouble. <laughs> wow! Oh, we're running low on money and armor. <laughs> Let's go fuck. The couple told the interviewers. <laughs> The couple told the interviewers how they did not plan the first pregnancy and had no intention of being able to support the child financially, so they sold him to Fujian-based child traffickers. Then turned around and knocked up the woman again. Wow. And said that yet again, they could not support the financial burden of the child, so it's going to... They knew what they were doing with that child before it was conceived. They're probably like, hey, we could have a kid and sell it, and we can get all this... (laughs) Golden armor. <laughs> Next okay. thing you know, they have their own business. Babies for I armor. didn't say. I was wondering uh, if it was going to be World of Warcraft. I was going to... Oh, my gosh. Cash in your that. used infant and get in-game prizes. Don't get any <laughs> ideas, Jeff. <laughs> no. The new father all of a sudden is uh, not a parent anymore. Where'd your baby go? No, I don't know. I was once playing World of Warcraft. and <laughs> At least I didn't leave it in the car in the hot summer. <laughs> oh, my God. But you guys really got to check out my character. He's like, beefed up now. <laughs> all right. Well, if there was an award for shitty parenting, I'd say it go there. Yeah. Too bad we don't have anti-heroes of the week, right? <laughs> that would be too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I could think of a million people in my personal life who'd make that list before I go searching on the internet for it. The show needs to be fun, not depressing. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, that's all I got about bad parenting. Wow. Been an interesting show. Got all kinds of topics coming up this week. I've missed yeah. this having two weeks off. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> All right, let's move into our uh, review of the week. This week we are reviewing the series Gideon and Sebastian, Predators and Prey, which is a it's a vampire hunter story, right? Yep. yep. And um, the first two issues are out now. You can get on plbcomics.com. And the third issue is, when's that come out? It's, it's almost ready to release. Yeah, it's almost ready. This is like the last proof that they let us read. They okay. said pretty much everything is set in stone from what it's going to be. He's pretty sure that's the release issue we're getting, that we got to read. 
These these books are interesting. I enjoy them. I enjoyed them thoroughly because they're uh, it's it's hard to explain. It is one continuous story with the same characters, but each book is cut up into different small stories. Is that how you explain it? Pretty much by different artists. Yes, and writers yep. exactly, and some of them are standalone stories, and some of them continue. You know, like the, in issue one, there was part one of certain stories, and yep. then issue two are part twos of those stories. Um, I loved it because, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, each one has a different artist, so you get all these different arrays of artwork in it. Um, what you guys think? I loved it. I yeah. was really lost in the first issue, <laughs> so I'm like, these guys are getting nowhere. <laughs> oh, like you were reading it as one like continuous story? Yeah, or? the first issue because like it it was like what five pages or something like that to be continued. And there was like an ad, and then oh, I was yeah. like, okay, the next one. And I'm picking up, and they're like, man, it's cold out here. Quit shutting up. It's so cold out here. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is starting over. And it seemed to keep doing that. And then I got to issue two, and it said part two of you know yeah. so and so. And I was like, oh my god, I'm an idiot. It was neat, and then cause... it was making more sense. Yeah, I, I absolutely loved it. The first, the first one was my favorite, the Himalaya, I think, is mm-hmm. what it was called. But uh, they all seem to take place in like a, in a snowy. Did they say is it in the Himalayas? Like all of them, or this one of them was in? Oh God, I can't remember where some of them were. No, I don't think they were all in that area. It, it all seemed like it was like in Europe, though. A lot of snow wherever they yeah. are. A lot of snow. Mm-hmm. What do you like about it, Jeffrey? The banter. Yeah. I can't stop oh, thinking yeah. about it. It's just, <laughs> this is classic banter that I would love to always read in a comic. <laughs> Especially, like, he's like an old guy. He's just pissed off at the world just because of the way he's talking to him. Oh, yeah. And then he's just, Gideon was just, like, making jokes. <laughs> or yeah. Sebastian, sorry. This isn't Sebastian. this isn't something to get for the kids. I will say that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. But get is... started. <laughs> a lot of foul language, but that's, uh, that's speaking our language. I was I was really enjoying it, personally. So Sebastian, since he's the vampire, wouldn't he actually probably be older than Gideon? I kept wondering about that because well, even though yeah. he's still calling Gideon old man because he is older, but would it actually be like that? I don't know. They they've pointed out in two separate occasions that I can remember in this comic book that these vampires aren't like your movie vampires. Like uh, for instance, there was in one part of the book, uh, one of them got bit. I think uh, Gideon was bit. They're like, oh no, you're going to turn now. And oh yeah, like, yeah, oh no, yeah. this like, isn't like the like movie. That. It takes yeah. much more than that. Um, one of my favorite things, though, was I don't remember what story it was, and I think it was in the second book. Um, Gideon and Sebastian are walking it up to an inn or walking into a town or something. It looks like it's at night, and there's a uh, guy with like a horse and carriage there and a goth guy walking toward him. And uh, one guy's like, okay, we got a vampire here. He goes, well, how can you, or no. He said something like, is it that painfully obvious or something? Like, assuming it was the goth guy walking toward yeah. him. And he pushes that guy to the side. And the, the small, like, portly guy who's oh, right. yeah, hitching up the that. horse gets fangs and dives <laughs> at him. He was like, oh, I did not see that coming. He was a grizzly-looking <laughs> vampire, too. Yeah, he yeah. was. But I love that. He, like, uh, impaled him. I don't want to ruin too much here, but... Uh, yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes of all three books. What about you guys? Vampire porn. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. What well, was the title uh, of it? It was From Dust to Dust Knobs or something, something like that. Something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the back of the director's chair there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Or uh, I love the movie reference that they put into it. I don't, I don't know how much are we allowed to talk about that one, the last one. What's that? The last issue we just read. 
Well, we're not giving away any. Uh, we're not giving away anything. No. Okay. I don't think so. No. Well, there was a nod to uh, to the chainsaw reference, where it, uh, it was a Bruce Campbell reference. Yeah, I didn't catch oh, that. Oh yeah, you told yeah. me about it. <laughs> I just wanted to point that out to everybody. You know. Especially to the creators if they're listening. You know. Good job, guys. I liked it. <laughs> there were two more instances like that. Uh, kind of references they try to slip past you. One being, well, I guess they don't slip this one past you, but the reference to no, the teenage, yeah, yeah. teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, falling through the roof at that one scene. But the one thing that I found, and I it almost got by me at first, but I was like, that makes sense, is if you look in the back of these books, there's uh, pictures of uh, all the artists, and I will... St- say their names now nathan thomas milliner matthew shockley josh shockley james duffendock i think that's how it's pronounced i'm so sorry if i mispronounced that might be doofendock or something like that because i think he's the german writer oh okay i'm so sorry james and nicole uh josh shockley is wearing an acdc shirt in this picture and in, what was it, book two? Book one and two, they reference a character twice. I don't know, I don't remember if he was a snitch or what he was, but his name is Bon Johnson, which is paying you know tribute. I How did I not yeah. catch that? Bon Scott and Brian oh Johnson, lead singers of ACDC. <laughs> I was like, you clever guy. <laughs> I loved it. Every bit of it was awesome. When I sat down with it, I was... Uh, not apprehensive. I just didn't know how well I would enjoy it, but I was glued, man. I, yeah. I as soon as you start reading first panel, yeah, it just he kept going. I shot through because I was the them. same. I was just like, I don't know why I sat on it so long. I read it. <laughs> I was so like, once you sent me the uh, or told me about it, like we had the third book, I was like, Psh. I read yeah. that right away. I was like, done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was definitely good. So that's what we we're holding out for is to get the third one before they released it. Yeah. So. Just perfect timing. And we're going to, they're uh, doing some cons right now, so we're going to talk about this a little bit more in depth later on in another episode and actually have the, some of the guys on the show and talk about it a little bit. I'd love to pick their brains on this story. Yeah. They'll probably be around, I'd say, Halloween time because they're working on a big Halloween book too. Really? Yep. Don't yeah. They, there's another book on their website available, isn't there? Mm, I think it was another story. I don't want to switch my pages or else I'll oh, you're fine. this one. Well, you can go to plbcomics.com and check uh, check out Gideon, Sebastian, Predators, and Prey. You will not be disappointed. If you're a fan of vampires, you will love this book, this series. And Jack, what they have some cons coming up. The appearances they're going to be making, right? Yeah, they're super busy. That's why they, one reason why they couldn't be on the show this week, because they're getting ready to do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, HashiCon in Bridgefield, Delaware, Saturday, July 19th. Creating Comics Workshop. On July 30th, uh, the Dover Comic Con, Saturday, August 16th, Baltimore Comic Con, September 5th through 7th, United Fanboys Comic Con, October 18th, Underground Comic Con, November 7th. Where are these at? Uh, oh, oh, Maryland and Delaware. I'm sorry. Yep. Alrighty. Maryland and Delaware. You are lucky people. I wish they were coming close. I'd love to go see them. Mm-hmm. We'll get to talk to them a little bit later. So, yeah. Check it out. It'll be awesome. Jack will have links on our webpage to check it out. You will not be disappointed. Just make sure the kitties are tucked away where they can't read this one. (laughs) (laughs) They might be educated on a few things. But anyway, I think that's all we have this week, unless you guys have anything else. No, that's what we we got. 
Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Before we go, there's a few uh, things we wanted to point out for people here in the Columbus. Well, not all exclusively for the people in the Columbus only area. Columbus, but- only Columbus. Only Columbus. <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> uh, the first thing being at Pack Rat Comics in Hilliard, Ohio, on July 26th at 11 a.m., they're having an event called Not at Comic-Con, as they're not going to be at Comic-Con, but they're going to be celebrating their own way. Um, let me see. They're going to be celebrating 75 years of Batman. They're going to have artists and writers there to meet and greet. Uh, free Batman comics, free graphic novels, funs and game throughout the day. If it's anything like their free comic book day was, it's going to be a heck of a good time. Yeah. So if you are in the area or even remotely close, jump in the car, head over. It'll be a great time. Also happening in Columbus, uh, Night Owl Theater is going to be presented at, again at uh, Studio 35. What day was on the 19th? 19th, yep. So it'll be just like a day or two after this uh, post. At 11.30, they're going to be showing Alien. That's Studio 35 in Columbus, Ohio. Then the following Friday, the Ohio Theater on the 25th is the uh, Kappa Summer Movie Series Double Chiller, which they're going to be showing The Return of the Vampire and Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. That all starts at 7.30. Also, if you don't want to go out of the house, you can go to www.fritzlives.com and check out past episodes he's done, check out the schedule, see what else is coming up. And right now, uh, the guys over at My- Night Owl Theater are... Uh, promoting the legacy series and what that is is the uh footage from fritz's original run on channel 10 spanning what was it 1974 74 to 91 yeah they uh they found some old tapes and they digitalized them put them on dvds they've been putting out episodes on creepycastle.com that's creepy and castle with a k every saturday night at night at eight o'clock you can check out a half hour episode it's just 30 minutes people sit down you're gonna love it um, what is it, like the first or the, the last one? F- the first Saturday of the month, I believe, is like a double feature. Right. And then every weekend following that one will be the Legacy series. Right. And then like a week after or something like that, back on Fritz Lives in the screening room, you'll be able to see what was on the on Creepy Castle. It's actually immediately after it airs. Is it immediately it's after? Yeah, because that's how I, uh, I watched it. I didn't get to catch the live feeds the last two weeks. But, uh, okay. yeah, immediately after, if you go to, like Jack said, www.fritzlives.com, go to Screening Room, you can check out the latest episode. So if you're in the area, come on out. If not, get on the website and check out Fritz. It's entertaining. You'll love it, especially if you're a movie boss. You'll love what they've done. All right, and uh, as for our stuff... Oh, I got one more thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. A good friend of the show, Roger Plymel Jr., is halfway done drawing uh, Cog Issue 4, for those of you who oh, man. been uh, good in the series. On IndiePlanet.com, you can get issues 1 through 3. He's halfway done with the pencils. He's been doing really well lately, hasn't he? He cracks that stuff out. I know Issue 3, watching him on Facebook, he had that, I want to say, within, within a month. And he was talking about... Um Something big that was coming up. Yeah, he still hasn't said what it is. But he hasn't said what it is. He's got something big going on. Man. You know, we could have had him on tonight sitting here with us. I didn't even think about it. Nah, he's drawing right now. Yeah, we can't take the artist from his work. Yes. (laughs) All righty. In the meantime, go to www.cannedairpodcast.com and check out all the things Jack has on there, like... Recaps! And... (laughs) Videos! Videos, videos, uh, pictures, it's just a big pile of photos that we are adding on there. Different stuff we have talked about on the show and done. Uh, There's also the store, which will take you to the Candare Game Store. K 
Candy Air Movie Store, Candy Air Comic Book Store. How oh, appropriate. We have a comic store now, right? I know. I was excited when I yeah, found that was awesome. put that. Um, a lot of the books that we have reviewed are available for purchase. Um, some are digital. Some are print. Buy them. Yes. Read them. Check out what we've been checking out. You will not be disappointed. Everything we've we've had come through here has been entertaining in one way or another. I'm sure you'll find something you love on there. There hasn't been nothing I didn't like. Yeah. Everything's been great. We've yep. been, like, really lucky, man. Be that easy to please? <laughs> Either that or we just uh, have a lot of great artists on here. Either way. Yeah. Pick them well. Pick yeah. them very well, I Keep guess. them coming. Keep them coming. All righty. Well, I think that'll do it. I am Jeremy Colley. Jack Daugherty. Jeff Holcomb. And we'll see you all next week. Gang, gang. Boo-bye. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together, we're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.